0: Evening, everyone. Grab a seat. It's really good to see you. Uh, please do keep that passage from Colossians open. It's uh, page 983. And let's pray before we go any further. Father God, we thank you that your word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. We pray you would help us to trust it to guide us in whatever path we face. And please help us to listen to what it has to say and to put it into practice. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. There's a great story told uh, by one of the Queen's security officers, you might have heard it, a guy called Richard Griffin. And uh, he tells the story of when he was out in the hills up uh, near Balmoral with the Queen, uh, out on a walk, and um, they bumped into a couple of American tourists, uh, and it was clear um, Pretty much from the outset that these guys had no idea who the Queen was uh, from the way they were chatting and they started to tell her about where they'd been and and where they were headed. Uh, And finally, after a bit, they kind of said, so where do you live? And uh, the Queen said, well, I spend most of my time down in London, but I've actually got a holiday home just over the hills over there, meaning Balmoral. And um, the Americans then said to the Queen, oh, so how long have you been coming up to this area?" And she said, oh, over 80 years. She was getting on a bit by then. And they said, over 80 years? You must have met the queen by now. It's hard to believe, isn't it? Um, And as quick as the flash, apparently the queen said, oh, well, I haven't met her, but Dickie here meets her regularly. (laughs) They then turn to him and go, wow, what's it like to meet the queen? And he says, She can be very difficult, but she's she's got a great sense of humor. And the next thing, the Americans ask Dickie for a photo uh, and give the camera to the Queen to take it. Um, And then apparently they did a swap, because Americans love photos with everybody, don't they? Apparently they then wave goodbye, and uh, the Queen turns to him and says, I would love to be a fly on the wall when they show that photo to their mates back in America. (laughs) It's a great story, isn't it? But imagine um, the mind blow for those guys when they, when they show that photo to their friends back home and someone finally points out who it is that they've been talking to. They were totally oblivious to the, the great, historic, iconic figure who was in front of them on their walk. And it's so easy to do the same with Jesus, isn't it? Uh, maybe we think of him as a, a helpless little baby Uh, maybe we think of him grown up but uh, we think of him as a a wise teacher or or a a great leader or maybe we even think that we see him clearly uh, as saviour and lord uh, or even as the son of God Uh, but even then uh, as we read this passage Paul shows us here that we probably don't see Jesus as he really is you see Jesus is so much bigger uh, than we think he is. Now, that's what Paul wants the Colossians to see in this first part of this passage. If you were here last week, you remember uh, the previous verses uh, where Ken reminded us that we need a change of thinking. Uh, We need to go from, uh, we need to have less red triangle thinking and more green circle thinking. I think I've got that the right way around. If you weren't here, you'd be totally lost. Um, But... uh, uh, But Paul prays this, hopefully this will clarify things. Uh, Paul prayed this, he said, um, he prayed that they would think more like God and be filled with a knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding in order to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord Jesus. Uh, And we can only do that uh, if we truly know Jesus. Uh, We need a change in thinking about him. That's what Paul comes to next. And we need to see who he truly is, because he is supreme. And so Paul absolutely packs out these verses to show us that, and he starts off by showing us that if you know Jesus, you know God. The word um, image used here in the Greek means more than just um, a representation or a portrait of someone. Uh, Jesus isn't, isn't just a, a good picture of God. Uh, no, the word also means uh, and gives a sense of revealing God's personality, the personal character of God. Uh, and so Jesus reveals to us what God is really like. If you've ever thought to yourself, uh, I, I wish I could see God, I wish He would just come down and show me what He's like, He has. He's stepped into history. Uh, John 1, verse 18 says, No one has ever seen God, but Jesus has made him known. Hebrews 1, verse 3, He is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature. Jesus reveals God's exact character to us. Uh, We can't see God, he is invisible. But if we have uh, access to the Bible and if we've got to know Jesus in the Bible... Uh, then we cannot claim ignorance as to what God is like. Uh, Jesus isn't just some sort of uh, rep for God here on earth, uh, and he isn't just uh, a step in the ladder towards God. Uh, He is God. And as a a quick aside, uh, that doesn't just tell us about Jesus, uh, but it tells us about ourselves. Because the Bible says, uh, Genesis 1, that we were created in the image of God. And so Jesus shows us what we are meant to be. Next up, uh, Paul shows us that if you know Jesus, uh, you know the creator of everything. Uh, Paul writes that Jesus is the firstborn of all creation. Verse 15... And now, uh, I guess if you're reading that for the first time, that can make it sound like uh, Jesus was the first thing created. But Jesus created all things, verse 16. Uh, And elsewhere we read that he was there right at the beginning. He was not created. Uh, Firstborn here just means first in rank or honor. Uh, The firstborn in a Jewish family uh, was the heir in a special way who uh, inherited all things and and the privileges and responsibilities of being the firstborn. And so as firstborn of creation, uh, Jesus uh, is the Lord of all creation. And rightfully so. (laughs) Uh, Because if you look at verse 16, uh, we see that all things, uh, whether they're in heaven uh, or on earth, uh, whether they're visible or invisible, uh, even the most powerful authorities and rulers were created through him. Uh, Christ is creator of all. He created the the vast scale of the the universe and the planets. Uh, Apparently the edge of the observable universe is 13.8 billion light years away. Uh, Just think of how far light travels in a year, and that's pretty mind-boggling. And yet, this is 13.8 billion light years uh, he also created the, the tiniest creatures. And uh, there have been over one million species of insect found. And I think there's many more. Uh, he created the atom uh, and the subparticles within atoms. Uh, but Paul tells us that all these things weren't only created by him uh, and through him, but also for him. He is the end goal of creation. Or to put it another way, this is what your life exists for. Uh, you are created by him and for him. He is the meaning of life. He is the bread of life, uh, the living water that satisfies our souls. Uh, he is the alpha and the omega, the, the beginning and the end. Uh, and one day everything will give him glory. You probably spotted in the news recently about uh, all the uh, players who uh, are getting shipped off to Saudi Arabia and being offered absolutely outrageous salaries uh, to go and play football over there, uh, even by footballing standards. Uh, And yet those players, uh, or the the Saudi investment fund managers uh, who buy them, aren't the ones who have all the power. Uh, They can have all the money on earth and yet be poor. Because they haven't found what they were truly made for. And it's not money that keeps the world turning either. And you see, the next thing Paul shows us you guessed it. Uh, it's Jesus who keeps the world turning. Uh, Paul says, "If you know Jesus, uh, you know the sustainer of all things." Do you see that in verse 17? Uh, Paul writes, "And he, Jesus, is before all things." And in him, all things hold together. The tense used gives a sense of uh, ongoing activity. Uh, He continues to hold all things together. He's sustaining everything right now. now. without him, everything would fall apart straight away. The writer of Hebrews says that he, Jesus, upholds the universe by the word of his power. Just stop for a second. Uh, Think about your breathing. It's that classic uh, relaxation technique, isn't it? Just take a nice deep breath. Are you feeling de-stressed? I hope so. Hopefully I'm not stressing you. The very breath you are taking right now uh, is sustained by Him. And without Him, you wouldn't take another breath. You wouldn't have another heartbeat. In him all things hold together. And that includes the church, uh, the the people of God. Uh, Verse 18 tells us he, Jesus, is the head of the body, the church. Uh, When we become followers of Jesus, uh, we become part of the body of Christ. And we each have different roles to play, whether we're the the hand or the finger or the foot, uh, whatever it is. uh, Every part is valued and has a unique role. But we are totally dependent on the head, Christ, uh, for direction. Uh, Jesus is to control us as a church family. He is the head of the church. Uh, it's not Ken. Uh, it's not me. Uh, it's not anyone else. Uh, we always sit under Christ uh, and we seek to point people to Christ. And if, any, if that ever doesn't happen, uh, you need to come and rebuke us. Uh, if Jesus doesn't come first and foremost in our church family, uh, because that is the way it should be. The key to doing church well uh, is to allow the Lord Jesus to be head of every different part of the body. Uh, Whether we're speaking from the front, or or we're part of the welcome team that was mentioned earlier, or uh, in the music team, or or leading a Bible study. uh, We need to let Jesus direct us, uh, and we need to seek his glory first and foremost. Because, you see, even though we've only skimmed the surface of these verses, uh, it's clear clear that Jesus is so much bigger than we can possibly imagine. Paul writes, verse 18, He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything He might be preeminent. Uh, In everything He is preeminent, uh, or He is supreme. uh, He surpasses all others. Only Christ. And so he deserves to have first place in everything, first place in our lives, first place in our families, first place in our careers, first place in our loves, first place in our marriages, first place in our education, even even first place in our death. Paul describes him as the firstborn from the dead. Uh, elsewhere, in another letter, Paul describes Jesus as the firstfruits of those who have fallen asleep. Uh, I wonder if you've ever had a, uh, a fruit tree in your garden or maybe one nearby. And um, as the spring comes, uh, there's that excitement, isn't there, when you, you see the first apple uh, on the tree or the first little green tomato on the tomato plants. Uh, it's exciting, isn't it? Because you know that uh, it's, the fruit is appearing. It's going to come. Uh, it's a sign that there is more fruit to come. Uh, and Jesus is the firstborn from the dead. Uh, the first fruits of the resurrection. Uh, I love that picture. Uh, he is risen, uh, and so there will be many more who rise. There will be so much more fruit on the tree. Uh, maybe we know those who have fallen asleep in Christ Uh, or we know someone who is soon to fall asleep and um, what a comfort that Jesus is the first fruits of the resurrection Jesus is supreme in everything Uh, he deserves first place in our lives and in our worship Uh, so let's stop and uh, sing worship to him He is supreme. Now, the band, if you just wait there, looking a little bit nervous because we hadn't planned this. Um, Don't (laughs) worry, we're not actually going to sing, because you see um, these guys are looking a little bit worried. Um, uh, There's a problem, isn't there? There's a problem. Because so often um, we actually want to sing a bit more like this, don't we, hope this video is going (laughs) to work. Anyway. It was a video of a guy singing worship songs all about himself, uh, singing, it's all about me. It's all about me. Uh, it was a funny video. <laughs> I'll promise you that. <laughs> but, um, it, uh, but it does make uh, a serious point. And it's there in verse 21. Have a look. Verse 21. We are hostile in mind towards God. Uh, We resent him sometimes, don't we? Uh, We so often think that it's all about us. Uh, And verse 21, that results in us being alienated from God. I read that uh, when the Titanic sank, uh, the story was almost completely one of selfish cowardice. Uh, of the 1,600 people who were not able to make it on the lifeboats, only 16 people were picked up uh, with 18 half-empty lifeboats. Only one of the boats went back to pick people up. And in some ways, that's a, a picture of our fallen world. Uh, as one Christian author puts it, fallen humanity is adrift on the unfriendly sea, Uh, alienated, uh, unable to help one another despite some furtive individual attempts. The wrongness of everything points to the fundamental problem of people's estrangement from each other and from creation by sin. It is a picture of a a world desperately in need of reconciliation and the harmony of rightness that brings. You see, without Jesus, uh, things are hopeless. But here in these verses, there is hope. Uh, in fact, uh, we see the greatest story ever told. <laughs> A true story. Uh, it's the incredible story of the, the one who is strongest and greatest and bigger than we can even get our heads round. The one who is supreme. But who became the least. In order to bring peace and make things right. Right. Do you see that in verse 19? Uh, Paul writes, For in him, in Christ, all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, uh, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, uh, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by his blood on the cross. It is through Jesus uh, that God reconciles things to himself. Uh, Paul writes elsewhere that the, the whole of creation is groaning because of the broken relationship with God, uh, because of the fall, uh, because of our sin. But Jesus, uh, he stepped into the world uh, and he made peace by his own blood. Uh, Jesus comes down uh, and he pays for our sins with his death and his blood. Uh, so we personally can have peace with God. God. And so we can have uh, the hope of a day where the land and the seas will lose their hostility and there will be no more tears or pain. Uh, and there at the cross, we see uh, how seriously God takes the evil in our world. There's justice uh, and the price is paid. Uh, and at exactly the same time, we see how much God loves us and values us. Uh, the one who is strongest and greatest became the least. Uh, Paul is showing the Colossians that it's only when we see how big Jesus is that we appreciate him laying aside his glory, uh, taking on our humanity, giving his life, and shedding his blood so that we can be forgiven and reconciled to God. Think of that, uh, that pair of Americans from the story I told at the start uh, going home and uh, finally someone uh, explains who's in the photo and suddenly the penny drops and they realize that they've had a chat to the queen uh, and she's even taken a photo for them. It's only then that they really appreciate it. And my prayer is that as we've met together this evening, uh, opened up God's words, my prayer is that our eyes would be opened uh, to who Jesus really is, someone who is incomparably greater than the Queen, who doesn't just stoop to take a photo and have a chat, but stoops to enter into the messiness and the pain of our world uh, as a baby in a feeding trough, and ultimately to give his life for us bring us peace. That is the gospel. That is the good news. And so Paul finishes this section uh, by saying to the Colossians, and I'm sure he would say the same to us this evening, uh, verse 23, So continue in the faith, stable and steadfast, not shifting from the hope of the gospel that you heard, uh, which has been proclaimed in all creation under heaven and of which I, Paul, became a minister. That's easy, uh, when we've looked at this tonight, to go, yeah, this is great. Uh, but then, later on, to just move on to something else. Uh, maybe we start worshipping something else. Uh, maybe it's a, a person or a hobby uh, or success in school or a career. Uh, and we drift away from Jesus. Uh, and Paul says to us, Don't shift from the hope of the gospel. Stand firm. We never move on from this. Some of us know that we're tempted to drift or look elsewhere. We all are at points. And we need to grasp that this gospel is where the hope lies, not anywhere else. Or maybe we know this gospel, but we feel like a failure, Uh, Maybe we're struggling to keep going. Uh, Maybe we battle with the stormy seas of this world, uh, or the sin in our lives. Uh, And let verse 22 encourage you. Uh, It says that Christ has reconciled us to God and he will present us holy and blameless and above reproach before God. Uh, That is how God sees us in Christ, holy and blameless. Uh, And the only way for us to be changed is uh, to keep remembering that and rejoicing in the gospel. Uh, Or maybe you're here tonight uh, and you've never actually made peace with God through Jesus. Uh, You aren't trusting him for your life and your death. Uh, You haven't given him his rightful place. Uh, And there's a big if at the start of verse 23, isn't there? Do you see that? We can have this peace with God if we continue in the faith. Uh, Jesus has done it all, uh, but there is one thing we need to do, uh, and that is to say yes and to give Jesus his rightful place. Uh, God longs uh, to forgive us and to welcome us home. Paul says, verse 23, this is the gospel of which I, Paul, became a minister. Paul has packed it in here, hasn't he? It's a a heck of a sentence. Uh, He's tried to spell out the greatness of Jesus. Uh, We cannot think too highly of Jesus. Jesus comes first. Uh, Jesus is supreme. And the only rational response is to bow the knee and to worship. Let me just give us a minute now to to do that, to to do business with Jesus, uh, to give thanks to him. Uh, Let's just spend a a moment uh, praying to him ourselves and then we'll sing. let's use this next song to give thanks to Jesus Uh, the chorus says hallelujah all I have is Christ let's get on our feet and sing